GM, everybody. Happy New Year and welcome back to the Alpha Mint Morning Show. It is January 3rd of 2022 and Free Market and I are just so excited to be back on stage with you all. Um, it has been a wild weekend. January 1st did not disappoint. And here we are three days into January and it feels like almost that peak euphoria stage. Honestly, uh, this has been a, a wild beginning of the year and we don't even know where to start talking about so let's just do the intro. I am R2D Gen, and as always, I am joined with me by the Lemon King himself, free market capitalist. G-M-P-N-W-G-M-I. S-O-S, whatever, all of the other ones. <laughs> yes. Um, all the abbreviations <laughs> apply today. Every abbreviation except N-G-M-I applies today. That is 100% true. And uh, it has been, uh, like I said, a great start to the year. Uh, New Year's Eve happened on Friday night. And, uh, you know, did you get up to anything? Uh, you know, I celebrated with my family i am a boomer now so that's what that's what we do i didn't i i know that the young king tropics was djing some pretty sick things and invited me and hopefully i'm going to be able to do that next year but i had a young kid it was fabulous i really enjoyed spending it with the people i love yeah you just uh you just sat back enjoyed some time with the fam and uh and uh took took it easy i did i did i uh i Cannot say that I, I cannot say that I did the same. Um, we went mm-hmm. out and had some drinks, just a small group of us. Obviously, the you know there's there's still some uh, some COVID things going on and whatnot, especially here in Ontario. It's uh, looking pretty rough, but uh, yeah, just a small group of friends. We we had some drinks, played some games, and uh, it was a great night. I couldn't have asked for a better New Year's Eve, and couldn't have asked for a better New Year's Day at this point. So, pretty amazing. Yeah, it's just incredible stuff. So, um, yeah, on that note, I mean, we've got tons to cover, so we might as well just get right into it. Uh, kick it off with our usual uh, crypto overview. Um, and honestly, that is much of the same uh, since since we last were here on uh, December 31st, whatever day that was. Um, Bitcoin has been trading sideways uh, for, for that time. I mean, it's still down on the seven-day charts, but for you know the past, uh, I would say, 72 hours, looking fine. Uh, Ethereum seems to have crossed over that 3,800 uh, threshold, but not by a whole lot. Everything just kind of uh, kind of seems to be even Steven for crypto. And as we always talk about, uh, crypto goes sideways, NFTs go up. What's your uh, what's your take on what's going on right now? Well, I'll tell you, R2, this this happens to me often around the new year. I think that's when the angels decide to visit. You had a lemonition. premonition. A lemonition. A lemonition. Yes. See, ah, I like this. What a what a punny punny thing the lemons are, but yes, I had a lemonition. Um, I hope you're not a big coin person because I do believe that both Bitcoin and Ethereum will end this year lower than they are now. I I think we're going to get a massive sideways chop. Uh, we're going to have some pretty intense moments where it looks like one of the sides is winning we'll have some violent breakouts both ways but we will remain within a range i don't think we're going to break above 5k or below 3k this year but i do think we're going to end a little lower than we are now uh this is a ripe environment for nfts i think that we are seeing the perfect storm brewing here 
with celebrities moving into NFTs in a huge way. Yep. The popular lexicon and mainstream mind share is is quickly shifting towards this meta. And I think we're moving into a huge consolidation and stabilization phase for crypto. Seems like a lot is brewing right now that's beneficial for the JPEG. Yeah, I think culturally you're you're bang on too. It feels like there's a movement happening right in front of our eyes. Um, and you know that that saying that it was what is it? Slowly then suddenly. Um, things start to happen and slowly then all at once. Yeah, slowly then all at once. And then, uh, you know, things start to happen. It definitely feels like there's stuff happening in NFTs right now. It has been insane. Um, I don't want to say that it kicked it all off, but one of the things that happened on December 31st, um, and this to me might have actually been the biggest, uh, we did our, we did our recap show on, um, on this morning, on the, the morning of the 31st, but uh, this might have been the biggest news had it happened a little bit later. Uh, Eminem buys a board ape for $450,000. Um, Eminem is a, a big, big, big deal, especially um, just in, in pop culture and society. Uh, you know, he was, he really did start this like big cultural revolution of like bringing hip hop, not only into the mainstream, but like into like, like serious, um, uh, serious airtime in, uh, in, on, you know, MTV and much music and all of that stuff. Um, the crazy thing about this is he, bought his doppelganger of an ape. Uh, and I mean, if you guys haven't seen this yet, you got to go check it out because it, it like it, it is him to a T it wears his like signature hat. Um, it's a white ape. It's got like a kind of that cool jacket on with a gold chain and like right below it on the decrypt article is like, is, you know, Marshall Mathers to a T. Um, how do you feel about this? This is like, I, I think that this could have been the biggest news of the year, especially cause it happened on December 31st. With the exception of Visa mm-hmm. buying a crypto punk, this is the biggest NFT purchase in history. Um, Eminem has 22 million followers. Uh, you could kind of compare this to Jimmy Fallon, who actually has more followers. But I think the difference here is that Jimmy will make will make the brand aware. You know, he'll make it aware to all the normies and mainstream people who aren't really part of the hype boy world, but Eminem will actually sell apes. Yeah. All right. He, he has an influence on culture and especially these, you know, I think the first people who are going to get into NFTs from the mainstream culture, are the Supreme gang, right? We've already seen it to an extent and they're called hype boys. And I'm not saying that with a negative connotation, yeah, it's just the, the, the fashion Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think those are who's going to get into NFT first. And and NF and excuse me, Eminem is a huge signal uh, that this is beginning. I had said last month, I think January, we're going to go parabolic and the main driver is going to be celebrities adopting apes. I think it'll be mostly apes. Obviously, you'll see cool cats and some punks and stuff. I think everything's going to rally together. But I think the main driver is going to be Bored Ape Club. A board, a board ape yacht club, which through the whole first quarter has so much news. I think January will be about celebrities, and then obviously we have ape coin coming. I think yep. mutant dogs are going to be coming in January as well. So this is what I really think is driving things now. Over the weekend and yesterday, even everyone started to feel like you know, usually after three days of up only, and it is literally 
been three days of up only. There has been barely a pullback in any collection that's mooned. It's been a rolling pump from one collection to the other. They seem to be holding their floors. Now, I saw a lot of people getting cautious yesterday, myself included. I even started to think to myself, damn, I don't want to get caught like I did back in August with no liquidity. Uh, I'd better start raising some ETH. I even said in a few alpha rooms, like, yeah, man, everything's moving. Everyone was asking me, what's the next play? What's the next play? I said, Ethereum. I said, raise some ETH. Let's be a little cautious. But I saw a lot of people saying the same thing. Hell, R2 came in and said it to me this morning. Shubs pointing it out yesterday. And I thought to myself, man, the sentiment is not like, while it seems everybody's very bullish, if you look at what people are actually doing with their money, they're cautious. I've seen a lot of people taking profits. And I think we're going to get into a situation where people take profits way too early. Things continue to go parabolic. As remember, this is outside money coming into NFT. Eminem's music money bought that ape for $450,000 from a guy who probably yep. turned the fuck around and bought NFTs. Okay. This is so this important. Is so keep going on this. NFT this is like a, such an important yeah. idea. Yeah. And this is not the NFT money we're used to. We all know how far something can pump when it's just NFT traders, but this is literal outside wealth coming into the market. I think there's a very good chance we go parabolic to a, you know, I, we, we hate being like too bullish. We don't want to be that guy that gets, you know, to, I'm just trying to look at the pieces here. It seems that Max Payne, and this is something from traditional markets, Max Payne is known as what would hurt the largest percentage of players the most? Because we know the saying, the market's a whore, it tries to fuck the most people, right? So what would hurt more the most players? And I think Max Payne right now would be to just continue to go up. And it's very possible in this market. So while even I was getting cautious yesterday, I would not just take some sort of mind-boggling parabolic move off the table. Look at apes. They're practically at an 80 ETH floor right now. We were we were literally debating whether they could get to 100. It seems programmed now. Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, we we just went from that like 40, 50 all the way up to the time that it flipped punks. Uh, now it's sitting at 75 ETH and it doesn't show any signs of sh- slowing down everything to do with that brand. As we, we keep saying, so we, we can't go a show without talking about this uh, it, because it's just been up and to the right. And uh, Marshall Mathers buying his m and um, you know, I, I think is uh, is a pretty good sign that it's sh- it's not slowing down. I mean, you know, what we will get to a point where uh, it crosses some price thresholds where some of the early adopters or even some people that got in around ten ETH uh, might decide that, like, you know, how do I how do I turn down one hundred and twenty five ETH, which is kind of the floor that you've been talking about. Um, but uh, you know, it, it's hard to believe that that's not going to happen when we start to see news like the next thing I'm going to bring up, and that was another M three serum. Being sold this time for almost six million dollars, fifteen hundred and forty ETH. This serum sold <laughs> for. Uh, we were just in awe, like mind blown last week when there was a thousand uh, worth offer on one of these that got um, accepted, I believe, or yeah, it did nine hundred ninety nine ETH. That's right. Um, 
And, and no, I mean, we were impressed when it went for 777. People were like, right. who would pay 777? I said, guess what? The floor on those ain't 777 anymore. It's a lot higher. Well, it just doubled. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's 1500 now, I guess, is the, the floor for the M3. Um, this is a big deal. Again, like it's just headline after headline after headline. I got to believe that they're going to do some kind of fanfare with the next reveal of one of these. And uh, and and it's it's just incredible. Like I am just constantly in shock with what's going on on that brand. My name is Marshall Mathers. I'm an apeaholic. I got mad PNGs and I don't know what to call it, but I hide your wallet because I'm coming to quick to strip your seed. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Um, I am. Uh, I'm impressed. Actually, that was pretty good. We that was not planned at all. That, I, this is a genuine reaction. We're, we're going to have to do a collab, maybe with a Tropics beat or something. Chicka, chicka. There drop, you go. Uh, so yeah, apes continue to uh, to impress. That's uh, big news. Um, some other little news things, tidbits that I pulled up, uh, especially relevant with what we've been talking about with critters, is uh, Square Enix president reiterates focus on blockchain games play to contribute trend. Uh, in a recent letter, Square Enix president uh, Matsuda outlined several distinctions between trading or sorry between trip. Uh, traditional gaming and blockchain games, pardon me. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Square Enix did make um, the massive series Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts. Uh, this is huge, huge, huge gaming IP, uh, especially uh, nostalgic for for some gamers from back in like the Super Nintendo days, the PlayStation days with like Final Fantasy 7, 8, some of the biggest games ever made. Um, you know, m- maybe they haven't been quite as prominent lately, but uh, this is a big, big gaming brand that is uh, pointing their ship at blockchain. Is it a cash grab? Is it uh, just trying to keep up with the times? Remains to be seen, but I think that this is, uh, you know, with more of these big, big businesses kind of, you know, adopting these blockchain concepts, I, I do think that it is more of a trend than a fad. This is our this is our big trend for 2020. And that's not like necessarily a good thing. I think this is the most obvious trend that's uh, emerging. So in my opinion, these obvious trends, especially the ones that are going to take three to five years to play out, people get ahead of themselves. So I could definitely see P2E getting white hot in the first quarter, and then it just becoming too obvious a meta that we shift to something else. There's so many smaller underlying trends, uh, niche trends within the NFT market, I think are going to be huge. That doesn't make me bearish on P2E gaming. I just wanted to kind of speak to the macro uh, sense of this trend. Uh, And this is, you know, again, very heartening sign. I think you're going to see all conventional gaming companies move into crypto in a big way. I think they're going to have to. I think that, um, you know, with, you know, people of our age, you know, in our thirties, we grew up watching gaming go from like a little niche category um, to like literally fucking everywhere. And then I, you know, I look at somebody my son's age and, and gaming is just, a fact of life. It's always been a fact of life. And it has also been like multiplayer gaming has also been a fact of their life, which means their social experience has been highly intertwined with, uh, with gaming. Uh, and, you know, obviously there's, there's, there's strong, strong comparisons with like the, the concept of the metaverse when we're talking about things like Roblox or things like Minecraft or, um, you know, to, to a lesser extent, something like Fortnite, which is a little more self-contained. Um, but I think uh, now 
they're going to be growing up in this kind of blockchain revolution time. And I think the two go hand in hand so well. And I think that these are trends that, um, you know, as these kids that are maybe like between 12 or sorry, like 10 and 16 get older, this is going to be something that they want interoperability, um, the ability to purchase digital goods and use them across multiple different games and, and platforms and whatnot. Uh, I think that this is going to be very, very important concepts to them. And, uh, I, you know, I, th- I think that you're, you're spot on. We've talked about the gaming being a, a kind of a big part of the meta in 2022. Um, and I, I wholeheartedly believe that it will probably even be longer than that. This is the year of a lot of things, but I do believe this is the year of orcs. One area of P2E gaming that I'm so bullish on is orcs as a blue chip. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of flashes in the pans and maybe even some new like mega players emerge in P2E next year. But <clears throat> as everybody gets into this meta, they're going to look back on what started it and, and orcs are such a blue chip in that respect. I think they're really going to moon this year. And boy, the action in orcs, they have not been left out of uh, this bull market the last few days. No, they really haven't. And I think the important thing surrounding orcs is that I still constantly see discussion around them. Uh, still see people talking game theory, still see people uh, that are entering it being like, I just bought an orc or two, like, what am I supposed to do? And, um, you know, people are genuinely... Um, uh, intrigued by the ether orcs. Uh, it's not one of those projects that just has that, you know, steady user base that has just been playing from the beginning and they just continue to play because they want to. There are definitely new participants in that ecosystem. And I think that uh, you're bang on with orcs being a, uh, a potential blue chip in the sense that they've led the charge in, in the, um, in the gaming space in NFTs. So uh, very, very exciting stuff to look out for there. Um, we know, yeah, go we know most of these games. Sorry. Yeah. We know what, most of these games have an endpoint, and I think that's what's so compelling about Orcs for me is that if the game were not played in two years, they would still be considered very valuable and important collect. So that's just one of my my bull angles with Orcs as far as owning them beyond their ability to execute like a Fortnite level game over the next few years. Yeah, I mean, we had the pleasure of interviewing that team, and those guys are just like sharp, sharp, sharp. They so they good. they understand mm-hmm. NFTs, they understand gaming, they understand what it takes to build a successful franchise, um, and they just continue to work and and develop on it. I, I think that they've all gone full time on this, if not um, most of them, and they continue to add to their team. Also, very important things to look out for in NFT projects. So, uh, I mean, I. We obviously are, are are ether orc bulls, but uh, nothing negative to say about them, honestly. Yep. Uh, last little uh, last little piece of news that I saw pop up. Um, uh, thanks to Drip Cult for pointing it out to me. Was uh, Samsung announces TVs for 2022 with NFT trading capability. Three models for 2022 feature an intuitive integrated platform for discovering, purchasing, and trading digital artwork. Um, I would have thought it would have just been interesting for them to be uh, integrated to display NFTs. The fact that there seemed to be going an, an, an extra step and uh, and highlighting kind of the discovery aspect of it, I think is pretty cool. Um, I, I don't know if this is going to start moving a lot of TVs. I think for you know the the hardcore NFT traders, if you're in the market for it, it might be a selling feature. But uh, I just I thought it was pretty neat. I think inevitably some people are going to be buying these TVs and be like, oh, I wonder what this NFT thing is. Just a great kind of like funnel 
for things. It's uh, told- Samsung's a legitimate brand, right? Like it's it's one of those oh, big yeah. companies. It's like Adobe with the Photoshop uh, integrating NFTs into their platform too. I mean, I, I think it's just an important step. I want to say they're the number one TV brand in the world, I believe, Samsung. And number one phone mistaken. brand in the world. Yeah, yeah. They sell <laughs> uh, a lot. Um, it's certainly, <laughs> you know, it is. I've talked. Okay. All right. At, all right. So 2022, one of my big trends also was year of hardware. While to R2's point, this isn't the type of hardware I was talking about. I do believe our ability to share, flex, display, have fun with our NFTs is severely limited. I think it's one of the big hindrances to mass adoption. And I think a lot of companies are working on this. And I believe you are going to see it uh, come to fruition this year. Even I've seen so many people getting um, acquainted with the infinite objects frames, which are still pretty basic, but they're fabulous. I saw CloudViz displayed his uh, FIWO one, which he nice. got from the Complex Con uh, VIP ticket. I have a few of them at home as well. And I just think it's going to be so huge for NFTs, you know, people's ability to show them off. Because right now you have your phone, computer and watch and it's just very limiting. Yeah, I, I actually want to get like some kind of dedicated display for some NFTs, too. I think that's uh, um, oh, a huge. My Astro Boys? Man. I need them on the wall. Yeah. Um, the Astro Boys make a great one. You know what? Actually, I mean, like the project obviously didn't succeed, but even just like the the fish tanks, remember those? Um, that would have been yeah. cool to just oh have like God. a little hey, digital frame on your desk with your fish swimming around so, on it. That's that's fucking cool, man. We should we should yeah, we should use that concept because someone's going to do that. Like if you look at an infin an infinite objects frame, you know, this idiot was trying to make partnerships with punks yeah. and apes. He should have been making a partnership with infinite objects. I thought that was one of the I thought he was trying to give one of those to everybody. Yeah. Uh, was he? Yeah. I, I know there was some but that yeah. It, there this is a concept I really think will work. Like I th- Hey, just kaijus alone. Shout out kaijus. If I could get a fish tank with my kaiju swimming around, that shit would be on my wall. I would stare at it all the time. There's something there. There's something there. In business. Fuck fish tanks. I know. I just (laughs) saw that too. And I was like, I wonder if in business is listening right now. And lo and behold, right on cue, writes fuck fish tanks in the chat. We love you. If you guys can see, we have a private AM show chat for Moon Lounge members, and one of our uh, one of our regulars in business is heavy in fish tanks, which have a dash 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 floor. As we, yeah, they are uh, they are done. So I think he rugged it and then unrugged it. Doesn't matter. Don't even want to talk about it. Everything else is doing well. Sorry. Um, <laughs> speaking of, um, well, actually, one. Hmm? What's that? Goo did really well in Wolf Game too. Oh yeah, Goo, uh, Goo took that fish tank money and really turned it into a, a nice bag. Yeah, and then so partnered up with Galactic Apes to get his game. fucking token named after him. <laughs> R.I.P. What the hell was that? I don't know. Anyways, um, last thing I wanted to bring up too was just the the interesting Twitter banter that we were talking about in the pre-show of Kobe of uh, former Crypto Cobain fame has been dishing out uh, $10,000 offers to uh, to tons of different people who were fudding crypto, blockchain, NFTs. Uh, he gets into it with the comments and then basically throws out the, uh, I'll send you $10,000 in ETH. If you uh, if you make an address and buy an NFT, 
and he'll cover the cost of the NFT. Uh, you know, and some people have actually been taking him up on this. Uh, it was pretty interesting to see uh, people start to get some discovery on it. But it was also pretty interesting to see because you shared this one with me. The one I thought we were initially talking about was the woman that turned it down because she thought it was just fake money and didn't want ten thousand useless dollars. I don't even know what that means, but uh, I guess that's a, a signifier that you know people are still not really understanding that uh, crypto is can be converted for real money. Allow me to take you on a journey and read this thread because it is, it is a masterclass in, in, I don't know what, just allow me, just indulge me for a minute. Uh, Kobe tweeted, and we've seen this a lot. This is something that I have heard. I don't know a lot of gamers, but I have heard this within their circles is a lot of rancor. The outrage from gamers over the inclusion of NFTs is an astronomical, unwitting vote against self-interests. If gaming companies are able to build more sustainable revenue models without paywall DLC, NFTs can improve player experience even if you opt out of buying them yourself. Great point. Okay. Now, uh, there were a few comments, but... Eventually, Evalia mm-hmm. chimes in and says, uh, 99% of the internet is tired of your breed of people shoving crypto and NFT down people's throats, trying to run the next pyramid scheme. Hell Square's statement, oh, excuse me, Hell Square's statement was met with pure fuck off, just like you should. <laughs> Obi then responds. I'll give you $10,000 if you make an Ethereum address and buy a single NFT. I'll cover the cost of the NFT. Let me know if you're interested. It's funny how quickly her her tone shifted after that. My God, this is a a new Avalia here. Listen to this. I would be (laughs) stupid to say no to such an offer because it's basically, quote unquote, free money for me. Even if I despise them, I'd be a bigger fool to turn down free money. But why would you give a stranger 10 grand? Much less, no, I'm not being double fooled. I get it. Then Kobe responds, I guess I am literally shoving crypto and NFTs down your throat like you previously accused me. Open wide and give me your Ethereum address. <laughs> the next response, 0x7DFA4C9D85A0. Okay. No, so, okay. But the main point is quickly, this person got a wallet, bought an NFT 4.05, showed the proof to Kobe. He quickly sent the money for the NFT plus 2.66 Ether worth $10,166.95. And, f- and this person uh, went quiet. And finished it off with, welcome to crypto, you big eco-terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, it's oh. that is generally where the fun oh. is coming from from the outside, is that there's this idea that NFTs are destroying the environment. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. Whatever. Everything else is destroying the environment, too. So, you know, if, I guess I'm not going to die on that hill. But uh, yeah, that this thread was just unbelievable. I almost wish you had done the British accent for Kobe, but I'll give you a pass on that one. Um, you know, in it, in it, in it. Uh, this, you know, it's, it's just it's funny how quickly people change their tunes when, you know, it, it, obviously there wasn't a lot of conviction 
in her her statements. Um, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to call her out or anything like that. Like, welcome to NFTs. Happy to have you. Um, but uh, but her real what the subtext amongst her first tweet was I hate that you have so much money. Fuck you. Yeah, basically. And then Kobe's subtext was here's some money. And then hers was, oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah, actually, so this is. I want to highlight the. Uh, the <laughs> I want to highlight the initial um, tweet that he actually put out there that was uh, that started all of this too. Basically, just said you know from gamers over. Did you read this? Sorry. Yes. I did. Oh, you did. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, I, as yeah, I was saying it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. It is a great point, and I think it's something we should uh, dive deep on if we can get some real gamers on the show. Because I'm not in the forums or the Discord channels for like hardcore. I don't know if it's Rocket League or for you know the sure, yeah. the meta worlds that these people participate in. There really is like a, big a, a, for sure. a rebellion against NFTs and. I'm yeah, I'm wondering, do you think it's the companies like putting moles in there? No. On a, and I'm not trying well, to be maybe, conspiracy though. Maybe. Like I literally, a, a billion dollar company would do it. Yeah. 100%. Um, if I could kind of trace back some of this, um, Reddit and gaming is it seems to be very close to each other. And Reddit is like horribly, horribly anti-NFT. I don't know if maybe that is just because of, um, you know, the the implementation of, uh, you know, corporate moles, as you put them and whatnot. But Reddit does have a very, very anti-NFT stance, um, much like Instagram, where you can't go into that. And it's... Uh, um, without uh without hostility um but yeah there's there's it, it's for some reason hasn't been a, a a happy marriage as we think that it can and should be and probably will be but uh you know we'll get there i think it's a great discussion yes. though i think it would be good to almost have like a panel like an open debate about it because i would love to hear the anti nft sentiment for it um and, you know, I, I wouldn't go into it with the idea that we must change people's minds. I would just want to know, you know, we have a we have a huge bias. Right. So I would just like to know what the um, what the the very strong opposing end of it is. So, um, yeah. Anyways, that was a great thread. Uh, I appreciate you reading that off. And uh, let's just really quickly talk about WGMI. I love this because it is just <laughs> green across the board. Green, 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 green. Uh, Seven-day charts are looking beautiful. Top of the list, uh, we got to exclude Adidas originals into the metaverse because that floor is constantly bugged. Um, it is not 3E. They're still going for about 0.75. Um, NFT Worlds has been absolutely crushing it. Uh, this is uh, much in the maybe why we're seeing critters uh, have such a strong success too. But this is a, a same kind of like Minecraft gaming type world. Um, one week ago, it was a one ETH floor. It is now sitting at about three point two. It got up to almost four ETH yesterday. Some big big sales going on in that. Um, very fun to watch that. And I do think critters is uh, is going to be the recipient of the same kind of swell. Alien friends, um, absolutely crushing it up to uh, I think it was 0.9 yesterday. Uh, settled into about 0.8, maybe on the back of some unfortunate uh, hack news in their Discord, which we'll get into later. Lemon friends doing some big work um got up to oh, 0.5 floor the other day um yesterday i don't even know what day it is was that the first um I, no, it was two days ago uh it was saturday yeah uh we are we're at 0.3 right now but lemon's really 
I mean, they just took a big leg in mindshare. Farouk uh-huh. hopped in the lemon space. We'll get into uh, five. 500- oh yeah, go. No, we had five hundred people on the space in that yeah. spaces, and mind you, the most we had ever had is about sixty or seventy. And this was really this was a coming out party for lemons. They seem to have found new support between point two five and point three. They've dipped a little, a few times down there, and are quickly bought up. Anything could happen, but it really felt like a coming out party this weekend for the Citrus. Yeah, we'll definitely dive a little bit deeper into that, too. Also, the recipients of a hack that uh, didn't grab much attention. But, um, you know, we'll talk about what happened there, too, because it's important. Um, One that, like, we keep bringing up from time and time again, like, I hold no stake in it. And I wish we did because, what was it, a month ago, uh, two months ago, we were like, oh, Forgotten Runes, Wizard Cults. This was, like, maybe around Legend Map time. It was like doing pretty well. It was like, you know, up from like 0.2 to 0.5, like, oh, let's keep an eye on it. And it just like, then it was at 0.8 and now it is above two ETH. And I saw some we big were, sales on the whale watching um, uh, tracker on our, on the, the moon lounge discord area. And, uh, and, and this thing, it just, it never seems to have that like hype cycle where it's just in everybody's face but it has just consistently gone up and to the right over the past 90 days, 60 days, somewhere in there. Like it's been, it's been wild. This is, this is the type of collection that like every other ramp should be like this. You know, we've seen so many times, if you get that violent hype cycle early, you're going to go through a quiet period where your floor crashes. And a lot of people get dejected. They sell, they dump, they get, with the project what's going on blah 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 blah. you want these slow steady ramps because the floor in forgotten wizards rune is extremely stable like that is i would never worry about yeah waking up to that floor dipping 50 percent overnight because this was just slow constant accumulation and that i think maybe on our second or third show ever we talked about Forgotten Wizards, and I had pointed. I I said this is one of my favorite picks. I think this is going to be huge. It's some of the best art when we're talking about pixel Dungeons and Dragons esque. It could be the best every time. It's, I'm, great. I'm, it's always remarkable to me how good it is compared to the competition. I think orcs are the only thing that come close in that realm, um, and I, it, it's really. It, collection more than a trade for you and i do hold a lot of stuff but what in particular the first thing that makes that makes me consider something more of a hold than a trade is the type of whale interest you see we like to watch the whale watching channel and then laugh about oh steve aoki's in it's the top or oh gary is in it's the top (laughs) and yeah any one sale or, or you know any one day is not a signal for anything but when you see slow and con accumulation by people like Pranksy, you know that this is a project that's going to have legs. That's why I was always bullish on Forgotten Wizards. And yeah, I, it's, it is a blue chip project in the making. Uh, it- Do you have any of them? Maybe. Huh? Not in uh, any known wallet. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think 
I think you're you're completely right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the activity. It is just solid, steady. I mean, there were some points in time where there was only a couple of day being sold of them. But like you said, the floor didn't like drop out of the you know bottom out or anything um but when you're looking at this like 90 day chart and charts aren't always super informative on uh, on OpenSea because it's looking at the average price not the floor price um but it is just like a you could just draw a very nice trend line like just steady up and to the right 90 days ago we were looking at average sales of about 0.5 and yeah you know here we are at uh um, average sale price of 0.27 as of yesterday was up to over three and a, almost three and a half a couple days before uh, before New Year's. So um, this is just a project that continues to surprise me. We don't talk about it a lot. Nobody seems to be talking about it a lot, but uh, it's just it's always there. It's always there. It's always on this uh, you know chart of seven day change: twenty percent, thirty percent, ninety percent, forty percent. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on that. I'm not going to buy any, but but, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a fascinating project because they just seem to be doing the right things. Uh, Crypto Mori's also having a really good week. Uh, got up to, I think you said almost a 0.9 floor before dropping down a little bit. Um, Board Ape Kennel Club is killing it. Almost 8 ETH floor right now. Um, Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that in Mutants has just gone on an absolute tear. Mutants is at 16 ETH floor right now. We were just talking about that crossing over the 10 ETH threshold um, not too long ago. Kaiju's doing really well. Um, Galactic Apes having a bit of a bounce back. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could just go on and on and on and on. WGMI doesn't even show all of the projects that we talk about. Um, but they, uh, you know, it is just, it's green. And if it's, uh, if, the, if something is down on the seven day trend, uh, I would be looking at that project and wondering why maybe it was <laughs> an inflated floor, um, prior to, um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the, the d- we've, down is thin, down is thin. Pudgy penguins is the standout. Yeah. We've had a lot of good news today. I have to unfortunately deliver some bad news. If your project was not up this weekend, <laughs> you could stick a pin in it. Uh, it's, it's done. Uh, if, if, if you couldn't catch a bid this weekend, you might as well send it to the hidden folder. Yeah, it could be the, could be the case for sure. I've got Pretty a couple of them where I'm like trying to poke it with a stick. Like what's uh you know, do something, please. <laughs> Even if it's just for exit liquidity, but that's all right. They're not all going to be winners. I'm kidding. There are certainly some projects that haven't mooned yet that are going to a few that I like. I mean, there's there's stuff still to buy out there, and, and we'll get into that. But I do want to shout out Dark Illidan right now. He's bringing say, up yeah. magic, which is something that yeah we were going to talk about during the show. So I really screwed up my small brains. Uh, which is the monkeys that are very popular right now. This is considered a blue chip, the first magic NFT. Uh, Gary V got into it, right? And mind you, magic was 50 cents not too long ago when we were first watching these things. It got up to $6 yesterday. So the underlying assets priced in magic, which have seen not only no dip, but have actually gone up in magic terms while magic has rallied. Now, I squared up, I screwed up my small brain, never got to claim them, but I was on the swole bodies list. And I, I knew that, you know, I, you have a lot of time to claim these. And I did happen to go claim them this weekend. And my small bodies are worth 10,000 fucking dollars as of right now. So if you are on the swole, yeah, if you're on that swole bodies list and you haven't minted, yeah, 
Big shout out to Traveler. I, uh, we need to get you on the show. If you would even like to come up right now and talk about swole bodies, small and magic, you are welcome. Throw your hand up if you want. If you're busy, that's cool. Um, we need to have you on the show soon, even if we do a separate interview with you. If you guys don't know, there's a new project coming up called The Enjoyers. And this is going to be another magic treasure ecosystem project. So if you missed small brains and swole bodies, you better get in that enjoyer discord now and work your ass onto that whitelist. I have heard rumors. We may have some whitelist spots here in AM to give away, but that is the next big magic uh, treasure ecosystem drop. So amazing. Just you, you, it's really unbelievable what has happened there as far as these were free mints. And not only are these free mints, these are free mints on an L2 called Arbitra. You know I'm notoriously anti-L2, but about when we started this show, I talked about Arbitrum because I, I know, not personally, I just know them from Twitter and through other people, the guys who started Arbitrum, they are incredibly smart. They are L1 loyalists. The The Arbitrum system is always something I was very, very excited about. And this is the premier NFT ecosystem on there. Magic is the star coin on Arbitrum right now. And Ari V got in. I mean, he sent, he sent the small brains flying. He sent Magic to $6. And they're all staking plays. If you stake your small brains, you earn magic, right? Now, this isn't the case with swole bodies yet. I believe that is coming soon. I'm not 100% sure, but man, just hey, you, you can't say enough good things of, of, about this, this whole magic thing. I am so sad I missed oh. my, my small brains, but I got my swole body staked. I'm earning plates and it's it's incredible. I can't wait for enjoyers. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that a lot, dude. The next few days, I um, I, I I minted a project a while ago. Some of you will probably remember called Fud Farm. Um, had a really interesting vibe in the Discord. <laughs> yes. It was a staking thing where you earn some crop. Blah blah blah. There's more to come for it. Um, they have continued their roadmap, not to a ton of success, but uh, they integrated or they partnered with um Magic and in, in the Treasure ecosystem, and that was a huge like thing. There was this great swell of uh, of um, you know in the in the floor price and uh, lots of ex- exit liquidity and I thought to myself like no I've I've heard too many good things about treasure and magic like I am sticking around for this one like I minted ten of them for a pretty low price um, and shame on me for not paying attention because it sounds like that partnership has either been put on the back burner or completely dissolved um, and they're you know kind of going their own way and uh, I mean uh, it feels dead dead down I, I can't even exit it but uh that was very disappointing to find out because that was one of the main reasons why i decided to to hold that project but uh it just seems to be a brand that's popping up everywhere um is into everything and just does so well i mean and gary v actually just continues to be um somebody that moves projects in the positive and that uh, kind of recreates a pretty solid floor around them you know we joke about maybe steve aoki being the top and quite often it does feel like steve aoki is the top but uh but gary v seems to have kind of a different kind of magic around him when it comes to um his fan base jumping into projects so uh definitely some things to watch out for i also just wanted to shout out um traveler not feeling so well right now um 
so we will uh, we will bring him up on stage or or do an interview with him when he feels ready to, if he wants to, um, because we want to learn more about it and uh, and discuss it in depth because I think it's a uh, it's something that's not going anywhere. So, uh, but yeah, traveler, hope you feel better soon, my friend. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get into something that you've been looking at quite closely, and that's the Illuminati NFT. Some interesting things surrounding this project. You brought it to my attention, uh, but a lot of talk in the DGen Dojo this morning about minting it um, and what what it could do. Uh, I believe the mint price is going to be 023 there's um, some ways that you can still mint them. If not, the public sale is coming up. The floor is sitting at 0.35 right now with about 140 ETH in volume traded. Uh, I have no idea what this is. Please fill me in. Okay, so I will give you the bull case on these, which is relatively short. because This is a pretty secret, secretive project. Which is pretty on brand. About I have to go look at the date when I minted this thing because I forgot. I want to say it was three weeks or a month ago, but somebody I trust, who I'm not going to name, sent me a DM. And he was like, there's about to be a stealth drop of these things. Just do it. And the mid price was 0.23. I was like, you sure? He was like, no, no, no. Trust me. This. I was like, all right. I went and I looked. And there's not a lot of samples, but the art that I saw actually looked really great. It's very my style. Um, so I was like, all right, whatever, you know, worst comes to worst, I'm going to end up with some art I like, which does guide a lot of my NFT decisions, unlike the traders out there. So I bought one, but like this was an NFT world a million years ago. I, I, it's been sitting in my wallet. I kind of forgot about it. I'm like, are these things ever going to do anything? But just over the last couple of weeks, as they get closer to their official whitelist mint and their public mint, we've seen people talking about them. So they, my first case here is that people I very much trust told me to buy these things and said that there's something big going on here that isn't obvious, right? Okay, so that's cool. Number two, the art, pretty good. And the implication here is that it's not just the art you're getting. This is either going to be a mint pass or some sort of membership pass. I don't know if it's a club. I don't know if it's going to be like some sort of NFT club DAO thing. I don't know. No idea here, all right? But I know there's more to it than the image, okay? So if you're wondering, should I spend 0.23? Well, it's not just the JPEG. Finally, they own at Truth on Twitter. I don't know if this seems like a big deal on its face, but getting a single word <clears throat> Twitter profile like Truth is not easy. They either spent a lot of money or have very big connections. All these three things together kind of make it pretty interesting to me. There are a lot of uh, projects that are whitelisted for uh, for this. Mm -hmm. You should go check it out yourself. We're talking 10KTF, 888 Inner Circle, Adam Bod Squad, Animitas, 8 Kids Club, Astroheads, Bonsais, Kaijus, Robotos, Lemons, Wanderers, Supducks. Like pretty much every hot collection uh, and some that I'm raising my eyebrow up as to why they're even on here uh, are on the whitelist. You just have to connect your wallet, verify your NFTs, and you can mint them. Uh, it is an 8,128 generative collection. 50% of the mint and secondary royalties are going into the Illuminati Collective, which is a governance DAO for the community. Pretty typical, you know, not, nothing, not reinventing the wheel here, but given all of that, 
uh, I bought one. I think I'm actually going to buy more today as the NFTs I own give me the right to buy more of them. Uh, I want a few of them so that I can ideally flip some if they get a pop and then keep one as a membership card or mint pass. Uh, I will put the website as well in the general chat. It is an expensive mint. But that is what I know about it. And honestly, it's more one of these things like when this person said, just do it, trust me, I kind of just did it. And that's not necessarily a a signal for you guys to do it. But that's been my thinking with Illuminati. The pre-sale starts today. The public sale is tomorrow. And like I said, I really like the art style. You know, it's going to be subjective. It's all about whether you like it, but it hits me right in the Right in the NFT feels for sure. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to mint this. I've got a couple of projects um, in my wallet that are whitelisting, and uh, I think I'm going to go for it. That is going down at uh, noon Eastern time. So in about an hour and a half, you'll be able to mint that. Uh, go check out the website. Might be something you're thinking about. Like you said, not cheap, but if you have a little, little extra quiddity going on, uh, might be worth it. Uh, these aren't flying off the shelves in the pre-reveal yet. Obviously, that's because there's a big mint phase about to happen um but uh yeah sitting comfortably above the floor right now and you know it seems to be uh one sells every couple hours um weird <laughs> literally oh <laughs> I, I just popped up literally on the stream as i was watching it for 20 seconds ago a one eth sale pre-reveal on these uh just <laughs> happened that's so a, weird a like, off i don't know think- it's not because it's number six 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 uh, <laughs> this was intentionally okay. Yeah. That's not weird. I mean, for for Illuminati think, and those kind of vibes, exactly. I, I, that makes sense. So yeah. funny, it does. It, it, it does. did. It did catch it, me immediately, being like, "What the fuck do people do this for?" And I was like, "Ah, that makes sense." If there is something like deep going on, I, it, it, they keep hinting. I don't know if it's going to be like a famous artist or person behind it. I don't know if it's going to be like. Uh, uh, like a mint pass for some big product or something, but there really does seem to be some smoke here, like that this is something special. It's an expensive mint, so you know, figure out. Uh, Definitely. Figure it out. Well, Shubs posted a little hint here that says if you are having issues and have both Coinbase and MetaMask wallet, disable the Coinbase extension and try again. What this could be hinting at is. Maybe this is related to the FTX marketplace that we've been hearing a lot of rumors about. I don't know how it would connect. I don't, there, there is smoke behind this project. Let's just say that something something interesting is going to happen here. It is not like I. It's very expensive. I don't know what type of hook it would be, but like uh, uh, R two said, if you got a little extra quiddity, I think grabbing one of these things is is good to have in your wallet. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't drain your entire wallet for it, but definitely, uh, definitely take a look. Um, you know, and you're not obligated to max mint three of them either. You can you can just peel one off. No, yeah, it, it, especially if it's a membership pass to something, you really only need one. Yep. Uh, very cool stuff. We'll keep an eye on that noon Eastern today. Watch out for it. Uh, let's talk about um, the Little Lemon Friends now. Uh, you know, there was a, a Twitter Spaces that was started on um, Saturday, New Year's Day, uh, early or er, er, late in the morning, early afternoon, um, by someone who I think she, Haley, she frequently hosts these Twitter Spaces, right? 
And yes. um, mm-hmm. she she was lamenting the fact that she had to sell one of her lemon friends, not really sure why. Uh, and the joke throughout it was that this was the the kickstart of a giant bull run for little lemon friends. Um, <laughs> you wrote a really great Twitter thread uh, to Gary V, who didn't acknowledge it, but uh, it did get some exposure to Farouk. <laughs> Farouk jumped into the Twitter spaces live, brought tons of his audience in and just started going nuts for these things. Like when I say nuts, like he was like, you could see or you could hear him like searching for different traits and finding stuff and be like, Oh shit, samurai hat. Like, Oh, this BD sick. And they'd be like, Oh fuck. There's a blue cat there. Like, you know, he was, he was going nuts. He started sweeping them. He started buying them. Um, and then it just kickstarted this whole like fiasco on Twitter spaces. We saw the run up get to, I think it was about 0.5. There were some giant sales on some of the rare traits. It was a lot of fun, most importantly. And, uh, and here we are. We've had some ups and downs since then, but it is sitting at a 0.32 floor. This is a massive win. Um, for Lemon Friends, for Cenarius, uh, for the Alpha Mint community, honestly, because you know we minted a lot of these, and I'm sure some of us have sold, myself included. Um, but uh, some of us have not. Some of us have not, and uh, you know, if you have strong conviction in the plays, and you can, you know, you don't need to recoup any any of the mint costs. Uh, this has been a, a, fa- a fantastic journey um since they minted about two weeks ago so this has been a lot of fun um but for it didn't stop with Farouk. um phase bank jumped in um uh uh steve aoki who we often joke joke is the top uh jumped in and and ironically enough he might have actually been the top on this run um who's that guy's name supreme patty i'm not sure who he was supreme but patty he's got a follow he, Instagram following. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> he shared a video of the Island Boys squeezing lemons and limes into his eyes and taking it like a champ. The whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. It was a ton of fun. And was, it was it was quite the day. It was a, an incredible way to start off the new year. This was a lot of uh, things in my life coming together at once. The Island Boys, who <laughs> I sing quite regularly, as you know, a little too often. Supreme yep. Patty. Yeah, Supreme Patty, who was an influencer in the cannabis industry, which is uh, where I came from. And then uh, the Little Lemon Friends, which is my pet project that, that I love. This was pretty incredible. I think one of the hugest takeaways here is when R2 described what Farouk was going through, I think this is something we all went through, right? We were all sitting there waiting for the reveal. We were waiting for these traits. And... You know how hard traits on a 10,000 PFP collection is, keeping the commons both differentiated and looking desirable is not an easy feat. Uh, Cenarius pulled it off as good as Cool Cats or anybody else out there. And Baroque at first was going to buy a few of these. But then you just he just kept discovering new traits. He had to get more. He even changed his profile picture from his now very, very famous rainbow wig cool cat mm-hmm. to his new Pharaoh lemon. And of course, he got the Pharaoh hat because he is Farouk. So the Pharaoh hat was very appropriate. But the most we've ever had in one of these lemon spaces was about 60 or 70 people. So the fact that we had 504 hours, this was, people could not get enough. And it was really, we don't know what started the pump. Now, I did write this very long thread the night before the pump started. 
and we it was shared a few hundred times. A lot of people saw it. And there were some interesting Anon genie sweeps that actually got everything going. This wasn't an influencer pump in the beginning. This was all of a sudden lemon started moving in the morning as many collections had, but it was parabolic in a way uh, like few others. And once the influencers jumped on, of course, of course, it got a little ahead of itself. On its first run, it got up to 0.27, pulled back to 0.08 when volume got really quiet. And then it settled around 0.1, 0.12 for a while. Now it rocketed to 0.5, and it's been trying to find support between 0.25 and 0.3, which it's held pretty well until now. I would not be shocked to see it dip down to 0.2, even 0.15 if volume goes away and, and NFTs see a few, you know, a few bearish days here. But if it could even find support between 0.15 and 0.2, that's a huge win. I expect this to be much more like Forgotten Wizards runes, where it's just this slow grind bottom left to top right versus like <coughs> that really violent initial hype cycle. I mean, I could see it popping to 1E if, if Gary does reveal that was his Anon wallet aping yesterday morning. He does do but that But in general, I see right? this like as he- a very... I know I well whatever I I know things but oh. I I have seen I, I do think this is going to be kind of a you know a slow grind up as licensing merch pixel lemons all these things become available I haven't sold one lemon uh, I don't intend to I'm not saying anybody else shouldn't in fact when I was in the Kaiju Alpha room uh, on Saturday I was telling people to sell especially if they were trading as you know, these things always get ahead of themselves. There's always short-term froth. And when big influencers get in, it's a really good time to uh, take short-term profits if that's how you're trading. Yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever you get a giant run-up, and remember, these minted at 0.025. So, I mean, at the peak, they were up 20x. Um, you know, So, essentially, you could have minted 20 of these and covered your cost basis and then taken some profits with just selling one. Um, you know, If you're ever at the point where you feel like you're overextended on something, there's no... You don't have to hold all... You know, if I like... I'm I minted 15 of them. As much as I believe in this project, like I'm not holding all of them for one ETH or two ETH or 10 ETH or whatever, right? Like I've I've recovered my cost basis and now I feel pretty comfortable holding the rest of them. Um yeah, like don't don't risk ruin over waiting for a moonshot on something, <laughs> you know? It's, uh, Who would do that? Ah, Who I ask? Pure DGENs. <laughs> done it myself hey that dj that was that was one of the first things that was hard for me to overcome was just this idea of like it could keep going up it could keep going up like sometimes you just gotta like take some of the money you don't have to take all of it i'm not saying you gotta move hard in and out of every project that's for your own style to decide how you feel comfortable with but just yeah like i mean there's no shame nobody should feel shame about selling any of their lemons into this into this pump you know, once something has gone 30 or 40 X, like squeezing the last gains out of it is right. not positive EV. Even if you're successful once and again, your risk reward is really shifted. Like, let's say theoretically you've gone 40 X and you think it can go another two or three X. Aren't there like a hundred other things in NFTs that are going to go two or three X that week? There's no reason to leave an, an, an like ungodly sized bag in something if you've already gotten the majority of your so you know, manage that bankroll. 
the uh the weekend was not all roses for uh for lemon friends though uh, i think it was last night if i'm uh, correct me if i'm wrong uh or early this morning there was a uh discord hack um in the lemon friends community as well as the alien friends community um and they handled it very well they seemed to get control of things pretty quickly and i don't think that too many people if anybody bit on the uh the fake mint that was posted i guess it was like some apple friends or something some kind of like derivative it was so bad yeah it's little the- orange friends were better that's how bad this was <laughs> i would have minted little orange friends over whatever this fake bullshit uh collection was. the the long and short of the hack well, yeah, is no. there's there's a theme here and we've talked about it with board apes time and time again um do not share your fucking screen with anybody uh it should be the number one red flag when dealing with with DMs, with dealing with anybody, like if they're asking you to push random buttons, show random screens, like please, this is just like um, this is like red flag one hundred one, number one, top of the list. Don't share your screen with people. It's it's the easiest way to just get completely duped. Um, if you're if if you're if you're sharing your screen with anybody, you better damn well be sure that they're you know your best friend in the world and you know that it is actually them it's their discord id call them on the phone whatever you need to do just don't share your screen people are getting taken way too much with these scams this was a pretty sophisticated one um holy crap like this this, if you guys have not read this please go into uh, the am show chat or i'll post it in the general and read this thread this was insane, and you could see how it could kind of happen to anyone sure. unless you just employ the best practices, okay? Which, like R2 just said, never share your screen. Right. And so the long and short – oh, can I just go over how it happened? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just the long and short of it is basically like if there's a team member that has mod act access to um, – your discord basically the scammers target that person they go into another discord that that uh that initial member is in not you know off the off the project discord they convince that discord to ban the person they start you know false accusations of claims and uh, of scamming and stuff like that they then impersonate a mod from said discord in dms to you know the person's trying to get out banned they're trying to figure out what happened like why am i banned blah 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 and then they start talking um and then you know now the this the the person who's being the victim is now on the defensive. They're trying to prove their innocence, right? And like, oh, how can I prove my, I didn't do this. Like this was all. So now, you know, they're, they're willing to jump through some hoops to do this. uh, And they get on there. They convince them to share their screen. Again, this should be a one top of the list. Don't do it. Uh, It exposes some elements in the, uh, the discord that bypasses the two FA and, you know, passwords. Uh, that seems like a big security flaw that Discord maybe should shore up. Um, and then, boom, they get access to the control uh, to the to the um, the initial person's Discord. They turn on webhooks in the Discord, and uh, like shit hits the fan. Please don't share your screen. That's all I got. Go. You there? If you are starting a project. <laughs> It would do, it would do you very well to hire somebody like Akon. Okay, Akon has made a very, very comprehensive and good list, which will not be shared. This man should be paid for these type of consulting 
jobs, but there is a list of best practices that every single project should employ before they open their Discord. And you need to do regular checks that everybody is keeping up with these practices. This can wreck your entire community. This could kill the entire project you have worked months to build. So far, everyone has responded to these hacks well. People get paid back. Um, it hasn't caused, I would say, too much. Uh, to, it hasn't ended too many projects yet, but it just feels like we're working up to something really big and awful happening. And we could see that it happens to any project, even with the best intentions. And the reason is because you need help. It's, you know, you eventually have to hire people who aren't your best friends, who aren't people you know really, really well. And it's not that these people want to do something malicious, but the more people you hire, the more chances someone's going to screw up. So you really need to uh, find a consultant who understands security with both Discord and Ether and, uh, you know, technology. Have them consult for your project. Akon's a great guy to call. I don't want to put him, if he doesn't have time, of course, I don't want to be offering his services, but you know, if he put together a small package for product uh, for projects, I think it would be very, very profitable for him. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and a great job on Le- Lemon Friends getting to the bottom of this very quickly, figuring it out. I'm assuming shutting it down with minimal damages to to not only their community but the funds of their community, um, and then sharing how it all happened. I mean, they they put a pretty comprehensive list together of all of the steps and things that you should look out for, and that's really what we need in this space is just number one, just awareness. Um, and like we've said this time and time again, like one of the hard things about this. Space Space, um, is there so many too like actual too good to be true moments where like it, it's it is legit and you can hit these moonshots of a hundred a thousand acts you know with Shib we saw somebody turn eight thousand into you know becoming billionaires and stuff like that it's it's obscene. Right. Like in in years past, you know, if we go back 15 years ago, that would have just never existed in people's minds. You don't turn $8,000 into 8 billion or 5 billion or whatever it was in the span of a year. But those opportunities, as rare and, and as difficult as they are to hit, do exist here. That's why when these too good op- too, too good to be true opportunities that end up being scams happen, uh, there's a, it's a little bit easier for people to to fall for. So make sure that you're uh, you're you you have your guard up, especially when you're dealing with people that you don't know that are contacting you. Nothing good ever happens in DMs, as you say all the time. Nobody wants to yeah. make you rich in the DMs. Crypto is the only market I have ever seen where it gets easier to make money over time. I want you to listen to that, play it again in your head, and understand that this has never happened before in human history. It is getting easier to make money in crypto every cycle. The bar for making money in crypto right now is participate. How much free money has the members of Alphamint been handed this year, whether we're talking about orcs or critters or the ENS airdrop or SOS or if you owned apes? Five million dollars was airdropped to Beaker over the weekend. Participation is all you need to get fabulously fucking wealthy in crypto. And it's literally getting easier as the years go by. Usually efficient markets become harder and harder to gain. It will happen eventually. But right now we are in a very interesting spot. And the same way a billionaire was made from $8,000 on a shit coin last year. 
this year, which will be the year of NFTs. If you thought last year was crazy, strap your tits because <laughs> this year is going to uh, make last year look like a fucking test run. Great segue um, when you mentioned participation is sometimes all you need. Let's just get right into the final topic that we have, and that is critters. Um, we talked about this pretty in depth last week. Um, it is not only still going strong, but maybe going stronger than ever. Uh, a community funded liquidity pool was set up for block where you could trade it. And I think that you and I can both be in agreement that that has exceeded our expectations on what these things are worth. Um, you know, it is finding price parity with the plots and there is some discovery going on there. Um, but it has uh, steadily maintained a $1 and 25 Five cent ish per block um, price. It got up to as high as about a buck seventy for a little bit there. Some of the candles are touching two dollars. Liquidity is growing. It's at one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in the pool now, so it might get a little bit more stable. Um, but this is turning out to be a gigantic winner, not only in the price of the critters going up. Right now, we're seeing a one point five two ETH. Remember that this was a free mint not less than a week ago. Um, and uh, and this is turning out to be a huge win for anybody that took part in it. Huge, huge shout out to Lucas, who is constantly dropping these bombs in our Discord in the Dojo Degen. Um, this is this has been fabulous. I mean, you know, people are earning money just off trading them. People are earning tons of ETH off of renting them out, uh, passively gaining blocks, buying plots that they're building on and selling them. Like this is just uh, uh, something that is growing, and um, I think that we're seeing a lot of it kind of off the back of nft worlds doing the same thing but um i i think that this has a pretty bright future it's not perfect uh the minecraft server that they are hosting is experiencing some difficulties it is not exactly fun to play at the moment but they do have some uh some updates coming for the discord um they do have a roadmap that they publicly put out one of the things that i was happy to see was that they are going to be adjusting the block um, earnings based on your activity rather than just passively being in there. That's going to put some emphasis on or emphasis on um, um, actually participating in the game in a meaningful way. Uh, but I really like what they're building, and I really think that uh, you know if they they shore up some of the server issues, this could continue to be a hit. And uh, you know, as much as I would love to take the uh, the free exit or the big exit here for myself, uh, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna stand pat for a little bit. Okay, so I come from traditional markets and I had two main strategies. Okay, my first one was finding industries that have been left for dead and have gotten too extreme on the bearish side. This year, I made all my money in natural gas and failing quote unquote retailers like Nordstrom's or Dillard's. And the, the, that's the other thesis was disruption. Right. And that's what Critters is to me. This is a disruptor and it's a disruptor for two main reasons. I've talked about the analogy before of why Christianity became the world's preeminent religion in the West at the time. And it was because the pagan religions that dominated were not told to stop doing their traditions or celebrating the way they were celebrating. They were just told to add Jesus's name to the end of what they were doing. And that's what's happening right now with crypto. You can see how the public reacts to crypto and NFT gaming as Colby displayed over on Twitter over the weekend. But if 
Minecraft, which is an existing property that has millions of rabid fans around the world, we're not telling you to switch games. We're not telling you to switch protocols. We're just telling you to say ETH at the end of it. This is fucking brilliant. Okay. The other disrupting aspect of this is the renting. I tried playing Minecraft for a couple hours. It was mildly fun. I did get bored, but hell, I made like 300 block just moving around for a couple minutes. But now I've rented these things out. And while I'm only earning a third of the block within a day, I've earned 1200 from my renters from renting out four of these things, which is about 1500 bucks right now. And I think that these two disruptive elements of critters means it's going to be uh, the next anonymize in the sense of it's taken a model we knew was going to be big, which is P2E, and found us uh, two disruptive angles that I think make it extremely unique. And I am wildly bullish on critters. Yeah, the the future seems really bright with them. Uh, I've been playing it when the the server's been, um, you know, tolerable, uh, but more so just kind of logging in to to keep it active and and generate some block for the time being. Uh, I, I definitely think I'm going to buy a plot and uh, and maybe have some fun with it. But I mean, I'm not. I, I unfortunately don't have enough time to like play it with any kind of seriousness. So the angle that I might end up doing is renting out, like you mentioned, um, but. Uh, very, very great um, uh, execution of all of this. They just they got to figure out some of their issues to make the game actually playable. And then I think the sky's the limit with this. Um, some big supply constraints going on. Uh, it did hit two ETH last night. And, um, you know, there is going to be a cycle where all of the rented NFTs kind of come back on the market. They are locked up for seven days. That's the rent cycle for them, um, which will allow people to kind of relist them and uh, and um, put them back on the market. So we'll you kind of see the ebbs and flows. Uh, but this, if this thing dips aggressively, um, I I think that I'd be pretty comfortable re-entering with some more uh, with some more liquidity. So. There is, I believe, a staking lockup that ends tomorrow. I'm not exactly sure why. I thought this game's been out less than a week. And I know rent, you know, when you rent, it's a one week rental. Yeah. But a lot of people are anticipating a dump tomorrow as people unstake. And it was sitting at 1.5 ETH last time I looked. But if the critters are still sitting there, we could anticipate people taking profits. Uh, tomorrow. So I guess I would just note that I ended up, I, I claimed my block this morning and I was actually trying to figure out what's the better play here. Do I sell the block and maybe try to buy it back tomorrow if people dump or do I just purchase more land? And I decided to not try to overthink it. I just purchased more land and decided if I believe in this project long term, I'm not really going to trade around it. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think that that's the the route that I'm going to go to. The land seems like a good opportunity. Um, there's still tons of it left, but it will eventually dry up and uh, and things will be good. The other thing that I think was um, important to note, uh, I, I believe, if I recall correctly, that uh, the team wouldn't have even gotten any of the OpenSea royalties yet. Now, remember, this was a free mint, uh, so I'm not sure what their initial capital was to start up with. Um, I... I I would guess it's probably pretty low, but uh, you know there's a lot of volume on this project, and they will uh, they will have access to some funds to kind of beef things up pretty soon yeah, if they I haven't already started leveraging against that uh, to begin with. 
I wouldn't worry about that when we were trying to figure out the critters thing, because this was a free mint. Yeah. It was relatively <clears throat> stealth. We didn't know about it till Lucas dropped it uh, in the DGen Dojo. So while we were trying to figure it out, we learned that the creators are Y Combinator alums. This would kind of imply that they're Silicon Valley uh, people who probably have the money to fund something like this. It seems like a passion project for them. And that's what I think is going on here. It's what made us kind of so confident to ape. So I wouldn't be too worried about the team being underfunded in respect to uh, building out this project. It's, uh, it's cool shit. Nonetheless, we are uh, running an hour and 15 minutes. We better get the uh, the Q&A session going um, unless there's anything else you want to quickly touch on. Yeah, I would really like to talk about Cool Man's Universe oh, okay. for a second because, you know, it, there was just so much uh, over the weekend that I don't even think we're going to have time to touch on. You know, Astro Boys, Creature Toads, uh, Bad Bunny, so many cooks, but Cool Man's really had a moment here. It it had been sitting around 0.15 after the shine came off the Apple, a bunch of other collections were launching, and then Alien Friends especially, has been the talk of the town. They almost got up to one ETH. Wow. Like, it seems like it was more than just the Gary... Yeah, it seems like it was more than just the Gary pump in relation to Alien Friends because they have really seen sustained buying since then. But Cool Man's had started its move as well, and I think it got up to 0.66 at one point. And... I want to give a huge thank you and shout out to Jake Udell of MetaLink Labs, which is launching soon. I know a lot of us tried out their year-end wrap-up, which was so cool. This was like a Spotify, what have you listened to this year thing, except for NFTs. People were sharing these across every alpha room all over Twitter. Big shout out to Adam. And a big shout out to Jake who put and Charlie. Yeah, as Charlie. Well, I was gonna uh, say, don't forget Charlie in this conversation. Yeah. Charlie, man. This this was so well executed and so well done. And Jake actually gifted us a bunch of whitelist spots for Cool Man's Universe. I know we all minted them very happily. Uh, and they held a spaces as well over the weekend. Uh, I hopped in there. I got to talk to Cool Man Coffee Dan. For a few seconds, I told them uh, my opinions on the project. And I'll tell you the one thing I heard around multiple alpha rooms this weekend was next doodles. And when you look at the quality of this art, and if you had listened to Cool Man Coffee Dan speak on this spaces, this guy's good. This guy is, is a culture. He is a force. And I do think these have the potential to be the next doodles. I have four of them. I have not sold one. And I just wanted to give a big shout out to Jake for those whitelist spots for AM. Thank you. Go, guys, go check out MetaLink and Cool Man's Universe. What a cook over the weekend. Basically holding about a 0.5 floor yeah. right now. And I see big things coming in the future. 0.48 right now. And um, this is one of those projects that I mentioned in the, the wrap up that's going to have a big 2022. Wasn't expecting it to be this soon, but I guess everything is having a big 2022 at this point. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it was running up, it was running up. It felt like it could go to that one ETH floor. Um, and, uh, you know, in, in, into all of that volume, I really just didn't want to sell any of them. Like I could have, it would have been a great little win for me, but, uh, I just, I, 
I do want to see where this can go. I do have my one, like, I guess, sort of rare. The rarity traits on this are weird listed. Um, and if it sells for what I've listed it at, I'll be more than happy. But um, but yeah, definitely, definitely contender holding. That was what I brought up to them. I thought this was my, my, I was like, what can I say on this spaces? My smart point was, I was really impressed with how you guys did the rarities here. You really flipped it on its head. There's so many rare traits yeah. that it really smooths out what I believe will be the value of this collection over time. Whereas the floor, you know, normally in a collection, you have the floors very low and then you have the rares very high and you, you add that together and you get your market cap. I think it's going to be a pretty smoothed out average just based on how many rares there are and how fucking good they all look. These species are next level art, really, really great artists, really well done. And we are very bullish on uh, on Cool Man's universe. Yeah, very bullish on it. Sorry, my phone was blowing up. I forgot to put it on silent. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely going to be uh, holding this project for a while, I think. And uh, I think that they do have doodles potential as well. I just I think it's too hard to sell them, even the floor ones. Like I said, I have one that's like 900 or 9,600 rarity. Like it's in terms of its rarity ranking is junk. And it's it just looks right. so good that I'm like, I, I, this is not the one I'm selling. I don't care. I don't, I'm not taking floor price for this thing. <laughs> this is what it is. Um, okay. No one, oh. no one, any questions or comments in the, the largest bull market NFTs have ever seen. Everyone's like, nope. Everything's going up. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, on that note, uh, if you want to raise your hands, um, we'll start bringing you up on stage. Uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to to everybody that's been uh, part of Alpha Mint. Uh, Wave 3 did sell out just before New Year's of last year. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. We are going to be launching the next wave of passes on Wednesday for anybody thinking about joining in. They are, um, they are close and I believe the price is going to be 0.15 for passes so you can keep an eye out for that um if you are uh overly anxious and want to buy on the secondary market that is available to you as well i'm not going to try and stop you but just know that there are going to be more passes in the very very near future also very exciting news um we decided this before the bull run but we did buy a floor lemon the other day i believe it was on thursday um we decided to give it away as a um you know, kind of promotion because, as I mentioned before, and in the announcements, we are going to be switching the show to uh, to YouTube, Twitch, and when we find out a good way to do it, Twitter Spaces. Um, unfortunately, the limitations of Discord uh, are kind of rearing their ugly heads, but we hope that everybody that's in the audience right now makes the transition over there. Um, and if you haven't seen it, like on the YouTube, we do have the uh, visual component where most of what we're talking about is being followed along with. But um, to celebrate the next wave of passes, to celebrate us going on to youtube and just to celebrate a great 2021 we're going to be giving away a little lemon friend and when we bought that the floor was very low and now that this is a a pretty valuable jpeg so we hope to see everybody there and if you're in the audience you have a shot at winning that yes sir we love giving away lemons i love introducing new people into the lemon family so this is going to be a big one. I hope everyone switches over with us. Yeah, we have some uh, Google. 
Yeah. <laughs> you love it. Um, we have some other giveaways that we're going to be doing later in the week too. On Thursday, I think we're, uh, we're going to be giving away some merch. And on Friday, I believe we're going to be giving away a, um, a moon lounge pass to one lucky person who is not already part of the moon lounge. So that's going to be really exciting. Too. Tell your friends. Anyone who just left early is not eligible. I just saw <laughs> five people. Yeah. Get out of here. Um, all right. If, uh, if anyone wants to throw their hands up, now's the time to do it. If not, we'll start wrapping up the show. Free market. I'm going to let you riff for a little second there. I just got to go check on the um, kid. So, for Roke, who hopped in the Lemon Spaces, is also running his own project. I know a lot of people are aware of this. I know a lot of Alpha Mint members got in on the whitelist, and it was a free mint for the Rug Radio membership. Bit of a cheeky name there. We know rugs are bad, but this is called Rug Radio. And for Roke, who is a kind gentleman and a friend to all, regardless of what uh, some people may say on Twitter, uh, these influencers can get touchy with with each other. Farouk is a is a king. He is awesome. And rug radio passes, which minted for free, are now sitting at about 0.07. Last time I looked, I know he is minting the second wave of these things, and he's going to be charging 0.1. So it feels like that's kind of the floor it's going to get to, uh, unless people just you know start go dumping these things but these are going to be mint passes for other stuff so this is going to ideally have value down the road as a holder i did pick up a couple extra ones just in case you flip but rug radio is interesting that's caught a little bit of a bid over the weekend this is a collection that i have talked about a lot because i believe it is one of the largest blind spots in the entire market right now that is from the fragments of tezuka osamu this is a legitimate verified astro boy collection from the original astro boy artist these were put out as squares of randomly generated comic strips they took all the astro boy not all of them they took some of them uh, they grabbed the squares from these Astro Boy comics and put it into a gun. They randomly generated these very cool squares. I've been talking about these for weeks. They were sitting at point one for weeks. They caught a little bid yesterday. This isn't a collection with a lot of volume. So 0.09 to 0.4 isn't as impressive when you understand that, again, this is a low volume collection. These don't necessarily sell easily. I believe these are going to moon so hard this year once people realize that there is a legitimate Astro Boy collection out there. I show these to people all the time. They're like, really? This exists? Showed it to the Kaijus yesterday. I know a bunch of them got into it. I am not shilling because I own them. I am shilling because I am a fan of these. I think they're gorgeous. I think... There are not a lot of legacy brands that have done iconic things in NFTs yet, especially on L1. We know that so many of these popular brands like to launch on L2. I just think this is this is the, the biggest slept on collection out there. It did have a big pop yesterday, so maybe watch it for a couple days, see if see if some people undercut. But man, what a what a nice little move for it yesterday. And I really love these Astro Boy squares. So check that collection out if you don't know it. Are you talking about Astro Boys again? 
Yeah, you left me here. I'm just going <laughs> to rant about my bag. Uh, I was just surprised to not see any hands up. Uh, that's all good. Everybody's uh, just... Uh, you know, probably digging deep into the NFTs while we're talking. So I'm okay with that. But, uh, but yeah, there's too much to buy, right? Yeah. Oh my God. Talk. I, it's crazy, right? Because we were talking before the show, like where, what do we talk about? What do we even say? Do we just jump on the stage, go over the Eminem news article and say, everything else is up. Like, see you later. You know, uh, uh, I can confirm they are, they are definitely not buying NFTs right now. OpenSea is 504. Oh, nice. So good night to the bull run. It was fun. Actually, I gotta, but, I gotta say, I've yeah, been OpenSea five. I've been pretty impressed the fact that OpenSea has uh, stood up to a lot of the volume um, that we saw over the last two days. I, better. I think they were, yeah, They're I think they were some record-setting days, and uh, I, you know, OpenSea going down was not the talk of the town or anything like that. So, um, two hundred and fifty million dollars in volume yesterday. Was that how yesterday. much it was? I didn't even see that. Yesterday. Wow, they talk about printing Easy money. God, crazy. I mean, just crazy. Just crazy. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna start off the first week of 2022 with a, a billion dollars in um in sales and take their cool twenty five million dollars out of that. Maybe even more crazy. Yeah, I don't even think we've seen anything. We're gonna we're gonna see billion dollar days this year. Oh, hundred percent. We're gonna see billion. The way that the uh, you know yeah. once the apes start pumping over a hundred ETH and they go on a run where people are actually buying these, I mean you're going to see you know ten uh, you know a couple thousand dollars in ETH or sorry a couple thousand ETH in volume just on that project alone. Oh, yeah. um, Johnson threw your hand up right in the uh, the last minute there. How you doing, my friend? I think this is your first time up on stage. I think you're muted. If uh, if you're talking, we can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Can you hear you now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to the AM okay. show. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I just found you guys some what yesterday. Oh, <laughs> but I'm fairly new to new to NFTs. I'm only like two months in. No, that's an OG in our anyways. In this world. Uh, I had a question. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question on critters. So I got two kids that play Minecraft all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious on if it'd be an a good idea to go ahead and get two of them and what your take is on that and like kind of how you stake that and how that works. Sure. I mean, I can go over that pretty easily with you um, or free market if you want to take it away. No. Well, I think you can give a better angle on Minecraft. I would say yes. It just depends on how much your kids care that this is <clears throat> a very primitive version of Minecraft. If these, if your kids are expert players who really love the game, correct me if I'm wrong, R2, this may not be appealing to them. Uh, yeah, it, it definitely does depend. Oh, okay. Like, you know, my son has played enough Minecraft that the, the experience for him is probably a little more important than just like running around doing stuff. Um, so, you know, I tried to get him into the server and it's not, not having a ton of fun with it, which is okay. Um, so I, I would definitely figure that out. And also, because we mentioned earlier in the show, the server is is experiencing some some issues right now, which isn't making it super playable. Uh, so, you know, that combined with the fact that the entrance point is pretty high on these right now, if you're going to buy them outright, I think a great option is renting them, though. You can rent them, put them in yeah. wallets, attach the accounts to them, and, uh, and see what happens, and they'll be pretty low. Um, I think renting might actually be undervalued. There was a part of me that thought about renting maybe three or four or five of them to get my block generation up higher 
um, while while my account was online, just for the fact that the block is so valuable right now and plots are so valuable. So renting might be a great option just to kind of get your feet wet in it too. It really depends on your liquidity situation okay. though. Like, I don't know if you want to buy yeah. two of these and sink three, four ETH into it. Um, you know, if you're, if, if your total liquidity pool is five ETH, that's going to be a big chunk of it, but that's up to you. Now, my, okay. now my kid who's four years old can't get enough of it. Like for him, this primitive game is like amazing. So it, it really just like R2 said, it's a great option. I'm sure even someone in Alpha Mint may rent you a critter give it to them and say, hey, guys, try this out and see if you like it. If they like it, then I would 100% say it's worth it's worth it to start exploring. Now, as we mentioned earlier in the show, there may be a bit of a sell-off tomorrow. I know some Alpha Mint members yeah. are eagerly anticipating it and thinking that they're going to move in big if it does, say, pull back under 5.6. I personally don't know if it's going to fall back that much but if you rent one and your kids do seem to like the game i would absolutely approach an entry or figure out how you want to approach an entry of course as r2 said it depends on your liquidity situation as it would be three ETH right now to buy a couple but definitely try it out because if they do like it i mean like i said i think if you play eight hours a day you earn about 500 blocks someone can correct me if i'm wrong uh okay. it should be somewhere yeah that sounds part. good and I'll, I'll i'll try that cool man how are you enjoying awesome. alpha mint so uh, far? yes all right um I, I just got in i think I'm all right well if you need anything you just let us know all right yeah sounds good thanks guys okay thanks, thanks for coming up johnson awesome mouse by the way we have a uh um, an anonymized maxi shubang uh in here so dope mouse <laughs> cool thank you sir all right my friend i think that uh on that note we could probably wrap it up um if there's anything else you want to mention before we kind of do the outro no sir you are good to go all right. Well, thanks so much on behalf of yes. everyone from Alpha Mint. Happy New Year's. This has been a, a much, uh, I was going to say, much better start to the year. This has been an insane start to the year um, for NFTs. <laughs> I think that this is only just the beginning. And, uh, and we are so excited for the rest of, of the year, even though we're only on the third day. Um, as always, we are going to be going live 930 every weekday morning. Uh, we haven't stopped yet. and No plans on stopping that anytime soon, if not ever. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, Wednesday, we are going to be switching over to YouTube. So please, 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 I hope everybody joins us on there um, and, and can come check it out in, uh, in that capacity. I think it's a, a really, really great experience in the show. So um, on that note, Free Market, take us away. Good luck at the tables, DJs.